0: Lovewell Creative, in partnership with Crosswalk Church, presents the Sacred Echo Podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear from the teaching team from Crosswalk Church about the upcoming sermon series, sermons, how they process, about faith, life, love, and friendship as well. For more information on Crosswalk Church, go to www.crosswalkvillage.com. Hey everyone, welcome uh to the podcast. I'm here with uh Pastor Patty McCoy and Pastor Dave Ferguson from our Portland and Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Chattanooga. (laughs) You lean. I think one of those was correct. I'm pretty certain (laughs) it was one of those. Well, if you put two vowels next to each other, you gotta you gotta (laughs) ooh it out. Um Yeah, so um, from our Portland and Chattanooga campuses, respectively, and this is really the teaching team for our Crosswalk Network of Churches. We work together to put the series together. We work together to put the series guides together. And uh, why don't you gentlemen say hello?
1: Well, uh, I'll jump in. This is Patty uh, from Portland. Uh, excited to to be on this team this has uh, been a long time in coming I think uh, that uh, something that you know a a burden placed on Tim's heart a vision for what church could be Um, and then it's it's really cool to see a team come together and and be able to share that burden and uh, excited to to be here with you guys this morning well I'm Dave Ferguson from the
2: Chattanooga campus (laughs) and uh No, I am so excited. There are very few things that can compete with being able to sit with friends and talk about things that matter. And um, boy, I I just feel like so privileged to have ample excuses to really dig around in the things of Christ and with people that I respect. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. And kind of the inception,
0: if you're if you're here and you're listening, chances are you're you're part of Crosswalk in some way, shape, or form, whether you're an on part of our online congregation, whether you're at one of our campuses, whether you just, you know, like to hear what we have to say. So um kind of the inception of this podcast is that we will be talking about our series, we'll be talking about our sermons, even though they won't our our cadence will be that they'll be posted after we preach the sermon. So one of the things we'll encourage you to do is go and listen to how each one of us Approaches the topic from the pulpit um, that we're moving into now. This is not just going to be topical. I don't believe, and that has to do for two reasons. Number one, topical can get a little boring, and number two, I don't think we're going to stay on topic very well. Just knowing the kind of conversations that the three of us have a tendency to have. Um, I will say this: if you are, if if you guys are watching on Zoom, I don't know which one of us is recording, but right now I have Dave. Patty and me, and I'm actually going to move Patty up above Dave. So there's bald, someone with hair, and bald. I feel like if there's two bald people with beards next yeah. to each other, it's uncomfortable. You Very split that up. It's,
1: yeah, no, it's important. In fact, I'm anxious for you know. I I feel like at some point, you know, Chattanooga, you guys have had so many, you know, incredible fundraising opportunities and things that have happened and and miracles that that there should be one where Dave. If you reach a certain, you know, level, you shave your head and grow a beard. I think that I like should it. be is a that, part of the, is that the situation. Man,
2: that feels frightening. Uh, just I, I you too, uh, do this with such confidence. I have, I have, a little bit of concern. What would be under there? Just to be honest, that would, what shapes would be involved?
0: Did you get tattoos when you were younger and you're not sure what they look like? No, anymore?
2: no. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I actually did shave my head once in a bet um, as a chaplain. Uh, so I feel like I've, I've, I've traveled that road. I'm not sure I need to go down it again, but who knows? We'll see. If well, the ask is big enough, I guess. There you, there you go. Um, I, I, I
0: turns out I shave mine every about every five years, just for a little while. Um, I went back on Facebook when I shaved it last time, and uh, or this time I guess. And like yeah, like every five years, like clockwork, I shave my. I guess I get bored. Um, I have noticed that when it grows back, it doesn't quite grow back the same. And I know, but for me, it's a little bit more of a sport. I think for
1: Patty, it's more of a lifetime. Commitment it's a, is it it's a lifetime. Like. You so get the lifetime achievement award, huh? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and it's funny too because I, I bicked it or, or you know, the close shave like Tim, what you're doing. Um, and my wife has clearly communicated that she likes a little bit of stubble, so she gets she gets a little bit of what whatever there is to to be there. She she gets that, so it's not much. But is yeah, that just her way no... of believing in hope? Is that all that? Yeah, is, I think I it think home? it is. Yeah, it's her kingdom. Her kingdom perspective. <laughs> Maybe it's aspirational.
2: This time. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, that's ridiculous. Um. So, so listen. Well, this is going to be a podcast that has a lot to do with um, sermons and the way that we communicate. Um. You guys have been Dave. You've been with us. We hired you at, at Chattanooga. When
2: was that? Was when did you start? Was it May? Or May. May 20 was my first weekend. So I'm very much new guy. Wow. New guy. Yes. Old guy.
1: Yeah. Old guy. But, I mean, for yeah. two reasons. Thank you for that. Guy. Yeah.
2: Thanks.
0: You, you've that. been around for a while and you're well experienced. Um, That's it. just just in life. No, but you were part of our leadership team um, from the inception of Crosswalk in Chattanooga, which is really um, which has really made the transition to have you come over to um, kind of our side of the side of the county really a uh it was a joy and it was a actually pretty easy transition for us because we were comfortable with you we knew you and really appreciated your leadership um i know you haven't been here that long but um w- maybe let's talk just for a second about um kind of the inception of our sermon series which ones you've liked haven't liked and this is dave and and patty both um just and maybe kind of what you think about preaching and the importance of it as it communicates to a congregation and builds unity and that sort of thing within a congregation mm-hmm. That's a lot of questions. So it's a yeah, I say whatever you want, I, apparently.
1: I, I Wrote them all down. <laughs> um, you know, it it's first of all, I I'll say that I think that um, you know, this is my first opportunity as a as a lead pastor um at a church and and really first opportunity planning a church, really. So uh double whammy in that sense. I've been a, a campus chaplain for most of my career. Um, which there's a lot of overlap, um, but there's a lot of things that are different as well. And what's been what's been super fun about this model that the, the way we're doing church is the collaborative spirit, right? It's it's the, the part that I think has been missing from so much of of church that none of us are out here doing this on our own. Um, you know, that we're able to connect, we're able to have these kinds of conversations, we're able to bounce stuff off of each other. And that's such a beautiful thing because I, I talk to so many pastors that are out, you know, on their own doing this thing. And it's it's tough work. Um, and so I, I absolutely am all in for the model and the way that we're doing church at Crosswalk. So I just wanted to start off with with that kind of thing, is that that this collaboration is is just you can't put you know a price on this. This is this is awesome. And and so I really enjoy. You know that that part of it, um, and and just seeing what comes up, being able to talk on a week where, hey man, I'm I'm kind of stuck on this. I'm not really sure where where I'm taking this or where I feel God kind of moving in this um, story, narrative, topic, whatever, and being able to kind of bounce that off of others um, that are preaching on the same thing. That's a that's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I I want to
2: jump in on that man because uh, to me, uh, first of all, I don't even think it's biblical um, to be out there alone. It, I, it's right. I can't find good models for it in scripture. We do it all the time. I don't get it, but, and so it's kind of fascinating as, as I've said it before, I've, I've my background ranges from being a pastor in a local church to being a youth director, to being a chaplain in high school, to leading a program in, in, uh, sec- in, in, uh, higher education. Um, I have no interest zero interest in doing this kind of stuff alone. Um I, I'm not at my best when I do. I think it's dangerous spiritually, just honestly. Um you need somebody who can call you out and you're close enough to can say hey or how are you doing? All of that, right? Um and so I love contexts where you have you have real iron to sharpen one another. And so th- I, I love this kind of thing. I love um I think it makes a huge difference when you respect one another and that's not always easy. Um, So yeah, I, I, I love that. You asked Tim a little bit about the perspective we have on teaching or preaching. And, and I think most professions have some little element that whoever that professional is would say, this is the art form. This is the art of, of what I'm doing. Right. And I think probably counselors would have something that some pastors would relate to as that's my art form and and really being able to tease out what a person needs to be able to share that sort of thing. For me, the art form is having people in a room who have, have come because, or, or, and it could be a, it could be online, but they're, they're, they're paying attention for a minute. And then the question is, will I pay attention the next minute? And, to be able to talk about things that actually matter, but in ways that have some texture of irresistibility, to me, that's that's art <laughs> that I feel called to, um, and I'm always interested in, not always delivering perfectly, but I'm paying attention to that, so I love listening to one of you and figuring out, okay, not just what what was said and why did that mean something to me, but... How did that work? why why did that come across in a way that's so memorable? i'm I'm interested in all those things for sure. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I, I like thinking of
0: I like thinking of preaching as art. Um, I think it's finger painting for me a lot of the time, but um <laughs> but no, i I think that's good. I also think that, um, yeah, I always I always call it like a it's this real sacred calling, right? You've got people's attention. For, let's say there's a room of 500 people and you preach for 30 minutes, that's 250 hours yeah. of people's time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Like if you could get that, you know, programming a television, excuse me, channel, if you could get 250 hours of people's time, that's, you know, that's just incredible. That's an opportunity to speak into somebody's life. It's an opportunity to lead. It's an opportunity to share and be authentic. It's it's such a sacred moment, right, that people are willing yeah. to give you, that we have to hold that in just incredibly high regard and do the work as you know, professional pastors, for lack of a better term. Um, we have to do the work to make sure that we're honoring that time and attention that people give. Because I've always thought that um, love really equals attention, right? what you love the most, you give the most attention to. Well, most people don't give 30 minutes of their time to much of anything anymore. And I mean, we can say like TikTok, right? But you're really only giving about three seconds of attention per swipe or so. So really to have that kind of attention pretty much undivided is unreal and really an incredible honor, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, having spent so much time working with high school students and then college students and young adults. Um, and I'm all, I'm fascinated by humor. Every once in a while, I think I deploy that helpfully, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not always certain, but I, I've, with some regularity, I'll have uh, young adults or younger people say to me, you, you know, you should, you should be a comedian. And I always think the exact same thing. And that is if I were a comedian, people would resent the stuff I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's so much more fulfilling to get to talk about what I care about, and in the midst of that, get to laugh. Right? I mean that that's that's the way I've got it. So much better than if I had to be a comedian in a club, and if I said anything about uh, the more important things that really were weighty. Or, or we had that moment where people go from laughing to realizing there's a depth here. That actually hits my heart so deeply. I may be fighting back tears.
1: It, that would be resented in a club. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's true. Well, and you know, I think it, it's so interesting too when you study, you know, just speech communications and you realize that we're we're in a profession where you think about the hours that we pour into uh sermon preparation and delivery and to to know that you know 85 90% of what we said for most people is forgotten by the time they get to their car <laughs> you know <laughs> and so you think about which is super encouraging um but you think about that that 10% you know what is it and and i think that's a god thing i think it's you know what whatever they are walking away with that they're hit with that hopefully continues to stir in their hearts and and the sacred echo, you know, being maybe they're, they're going to hear a song in the service that's connected and, and it all hits them in the same way, or they get in their car and they hear one on the radio, or, you know, they read something later in the day and, and God's just speaking to them in all these different ways. It is so humbling to me to be a part of that process. Um, you know, to, to know that, to, to get that text after a service that says, you know, man, that was so meaningful. It was so impactful. Um, Or just to, just to see somebody going on a journey where they they were at this point when they started to come and started to listen and, and you get to see the needle move for them. Um, And, and to just know you had even a small part of that and they get to see Jesus a little more clearly and they get to experience this the spirit in a new way and that that's just a what an awesome privilege and humbling you know when it when it comes to these conversations and how we communicate the gospel. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I I know I'm I'm with you and I love it when <clears throat> I love it when everything comes together and people think man you guys really plan that out. And you're like, nah, I didn't even know what the last song was. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes yes, but sometimes no. And I think that what's fascinating to me is for the last, um, you know, for the last almost nine years, I've been, um, you know, putting together the series, um, you know, for the last few years been writing all the series guides and now we're at this place where we've got this team that has the opportunity to do it together. And, um, I, two things. One, I've always been incredibly surprised by the Holy spirit. When you put together a sermon series in November of the previous year and you mm. hit October of the next year, and you're speaking about something that is exactly what is happening in the world and what is needing. And like, I didn't go, I didn't go change anything. I, I we accepted this a, a year ago more. And all of a sudden God is like that. I was in the process back then, um, which is, that's always just such an affirmation that God is working so far ahead of us. Right. But now moving into this space where we're doing this together and we're building, we're building new series and we're thinking about things differently. I'm I'm really appreciating that. And I think that leads us to kind of this this, you know, what we're gonna be talking about over this next series. Patty, maybe you can kind of intro this um new series that we're about to go into.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the next um uh Series is called Unbroken. Um, the idea is looking at um, mental health and and our faith. And in in one sense, you know, we're trying to make sure that we create uh, communities and spaces where it's okay to talk about, you know, that that wrestle and the and the struggle, what that means, what that looks like. Um, and and then just to kind <clears> of, <throat> you know, be able to recognize how God you know, kind of works with us and in us and through us in, in that time and through our communities when we're struggling with, you know, our mental health. Um, and that we are all in a sense, um, we, we all have something, right? Like, like, there's a there's a story I know, I write in the um, series guide about a woman that um, I saw when I was walking out of church once where you know, something looked wrong. And and I hadn't met her before. I went up to her and I said, are you, are, hey, I introduced myself. I said, everything okay? And she said, yeah, everything's fine. I just don't think I can come back to this church. And I said, oh, why? What's wrong? I was nervous that somebody said something to her or, or whatever. And she just said, no, everybody at this church just seems to have it all together and I don't. Um, so I don't think I can come back here. And I was like, oh, we, we, we've all just tricked you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, and, and it's true, you know, we, we often put on our, our, our Sabbath best or our Sunday best, um, you know, to, to come to church, we dress things up, but I often say even the best dressed people still have holes in their socks. Um, you know, and, and so this series is just looking at, you know, one, that piece of, the journey, our, our our challenge, our mental health uh, experience, and, and then one, you know, the, on the other side, how God meets us in those places and brings healing into our lives. But that healing, you know, can um, even leave its scars. But those scars are actually, you know, ways in which we can bless other people, I think, and help other people um, in their journeys. So that's kind of, a, you know, if I were to summarize it, that's, that's what I would say, you're welcome to add to that, because, you know, I don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no, thanks. And you really took the lead on this series. Um, you wrote three weeks of the series guide of the five-week series guide, which I really appreciate. The other two weeks were written by two mental health professionals. And um, so, so you know, we're getting their perspective on certain things and topics that we've said, we're not mental health professionals, but we're, you know, been in the pastoral realm for a while. And Patty, you are really authentic in that series guide in the way that you, um, the way that you share kind of your journey with mental health, which I'm really appreciative of. And, um, Dave, I think it's worth saying that we're just coming off our, um, elemental season two and you wrote the series guide for that, which, um, which I heard a lot of really good things about. And I know that that's a positive thing that I'm saying. And I sound like I'm annoyed by it because I haven't heard nearly that much on anything that I've written. So apparently you did a really good job, but people were sick of hearing me. No, it was really great. I really appreciated it.
2: Well, it, it was a joy to do. It, it stretches me in a very different way. I got to say, I, I love the title for this series not just the title, but the way graphically by now, if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it. And it, the representation with the, the kind of a separation, is it is it un and broken? Is it unbroken? I think on some level that the title is a little nonsensical, right? <laughs> but Be, because it means, you know, both and, right? That, you know, but we, we like, like the woman you're describing, Patty, I, you know, we'll say, boy, just, just if you're going to meet with that person, just understand they are they are really broken, right? Um, and there are some unique issues to know about, you know, right? We we'll use that kind of language as if there are some of us that aren't, right? And right. And, and yet that putting it together unbroken that they're you know I, I I love the notion that Jesus sees us in ways we can't imagine. Mm-hmm. He sees an unbrokenness which is both. A healed brokenness, but it's also the way he means for us to be. And um, I think we create categories um, really easily <clears throat> around things we don't understand, or things that we think are too extreme, or things that we've decided are are you know disqualifiers. And I think I'm I'm really gratified that um, that we're taking this approach, but also that I think. More and more of our communities are are able to see and to say, look, if you're going through stress, anxiety, if you've if you've struggled with suicidal ideation, if you've, I mean, just had a, a time when you've had to say, look, I'm not even going to be able to come into work. Um, these are not things we don't understand. Uh, we we can never say we fully understand what somebody else is going through, but mm-hmm. um, but this is precisely what our communities are, are about and for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I'll, I'll say, I think I absolutely love that we are, you know, our community is not afraid to tackle, you know, the, these kinds of topics. I mean, elemental, you know, deconstructing and reconstructing our faith is huge. I heard from so many people that they've just never been in a, an environment, especially a church where, you know, asking these questions was okay Um, and encouraged. And, and I think the same is true for mental health. You know, this is the messy stuff of life um, that, you know, is, is, it's hard to sometimes open that door. Um, But it's so good when people, you know, feel like, you know what, this is, this is an okay space, I can, I can talk about this here, I can share with somebody else, the burden, because, you know, what I learned, and you'll learn in the series guide, you know, my own journey with mental health and diagnosis for anxiety, you know, in a struggle I had for, you know, a long time that was really rough that, you know, it is a, um, you know, through that process and, and going through that year one, your secrets keep you sick. Um, you know, and so when you don't share, when you try to hide, when you try to make everybody else think you have it all together, that actually is keeping you in that state, um, and, and not giving you that door to heal and to grow and, um, those kinds of things. And, and then, um, one of the most amazing things that I I discovered in my journey, um, which I think as I've talked to other people, this is a pretty common struggle, especially in mental health, uh, for those with faith, is that, you know, there's this idea that, man, if if I if I pray that prayer, if I, if I really have enough faith like like this, I wouldn't have anxiety, wouldn't be depressed, I wouldn't have suicidal ID, I wouldn't have these things. Um, you know, and in my own journey, there came a point in time when I I tried to pray it away. I tried to, you know, God, I just don't want to feel this way. Um, and then when I began to receive kind of Paul's thorn in the flesh idea, right? He, he prayed for that thorn to be taken away. It wasn't taken away. And then there was a shift in how he prayed. And and the shift was, okay, God, like, help me learn to live with this in a way that brings you glory. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's a huge mental shift and something that I would I would love my community to feel good about is like how do I pray into that? How do I, you know, receive Tim this last weekend you talked about and and Dave, you wrote it, the uh Jacob wrestling um mm-hmm. with God. Well he was forever changed after that with his with his hip, right um, And so I think you know how how do we live with these things? I think there is healing that comes and I think there is growth that comes, but, um, I think sometimes you know these these things are reminders too of our need for God uh, and our need for community and depending on each other. Oh, that's yeah. that's so good. you know in the inception of this series,
0: <clears throat> one of the things we talked about was the metaphor of Kansugi, right? which is the Japanese practice of kind of breaking pots and then putting them back together with gold lines. So as we were as we were building the bumper for the series and the graphics for the series, we reached out to a ceramicist. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, hmm. <clears throat> this great, great girl. And um, as we're talking about it, she was like, hey, here's the thing with Kintsugi. It's really hard. Mm. <laughs> she she mm. said... She said legitimately, it's one of the hardest things to do um, and wow. get it right. And I I don't know that I can, I don't know if I can step into that place and actually create a piece that's makes that much sense. And so we actually just did a video and and the graphic is her actually just on a, you know, using the wheel and and that sort of thing. And I was thinking about like, okay, do we have to create a new metaphor here and that sort of thing? But um, you know, the whole idea of unbroken is also, I think um the idea of being molded right and when clay is in that spot um as my son was telling me because he dropped ap bio to take the second year of ceramics in high school which i was like really really is that the the right move
1: common yeah that's a common trajectory i don't know
0: if that speaks to what he wants to do in college or not i have no idea but he's taking other ap classes so i've been assured it's fine he will still have above a 4.0 gpa but um but you know, as we're being folded, as we're being molded, you know, there's there's that opportunity to break in the midst of that. And I think that when we are in the midst of this, God who who can work with whatever kind of lump of clay He's been given, um, even even the breaking can be whole, right? Even mm. even the brokenness can be whole. Mm. And um, so I, I'm looking forward to this <laughs> series. I have to say, i I approach it with a lot of trepidation um for two reasons number one not a mental health professional and we take on mm-hmm. some pretty big things right suicide yeah. i suicidal ideation demon possession um i i know that in in uh here in Redlands that week i'm actually going to be up in portland um and pastor sam lenore is going to be preaching on demon possession down here so i'm super excited to hear what he has to say um <clears throat> but but um I approach this one with trepidation because I haven't, um, just to be honest, I haven't really stepped into like, you know, being counseled and that sort of thing. That is not to say I've sorted everything out and I'm super healthy mentally. I actually think probably the opposite is true. And every time I go to get into a counseling situation, something happens and I can't work it out or the timing's not right, or I got to travel again. And I have probably not leaned into that in a way that is as healthy because um, I'm a bit neurotic about a lot of things, and so I'm looking forward to this to a not just inform me, but motivate me to say, "Hey, how am I approaching my own mental health, um, and, and scripturally approaching my own mental health, and seeing what what this really means, and how I how I can be healthier through it, if that makes sense?"
1: Well, and I think I think too, you know, Tim, and one, I don't think you're alone in that, and and two, I think, you know, look, the the pandemic you know, really kind of hit us in so many different ways, we don't even know, right? I think so many of us figured out coping mechanisms just to survive. And those are still sticking with us. And some of those really weren't the best for our hearts, they weren't the best for our mind, they weren't really the best for our faith. And, and so just being able to unpack, you know, the journey a little bit, I think the timing is really important. um, You know, because again, I, I think if if anything, through this journey, if we can get some people to to share their secrets, to share their struggles, um, you know, and and to get help. and i'm I'm a firm believer. That you know, I think you have to uh, kind of address these things on all fronts. So you know, I mean, spiritually, yes, absolutely, but not just spiritually. Um, you know, I mean, get in to see a physician if things are off and you're struggling. Get in to see, you know, find a counselor, which you know can be a really tentative kind of experience. You have to find somebody you feel like you can connect with, and and that's going to help you get. Uh, down the road farther it has a plan for you know your your journey um you know in in, in mental health uh, and and, a, and I should say this too my wife did contribute to the series guide yeah, that's um true. you know she is a mental health uh counselor a social worker Um, and she gave us insight, uh, into, you know, uh, some of those myths and helped me unpack some of that kind of stuff. But she and I both tell people all the time, like, look, man, if, if you've had a bad experience with counseling, like don't give up on counseling. It just means that relationship didn't work, you know, and, and there's a better one out there for you. And sometimes it helps when you know what you're looking for. Like, do you need just somebody to talk to? Or do you need somebody that has a plan that's going to help you, you know, grow and heal and, and some of those kinds of things? So it's a it's really good to be talking about and just hopefully helping plant some seeds for people um, to to reach out, to get some help, to share and to realize they're not, they're not alone, whatever, whatever the journey is. You know, Tim, I,
2: I'm not bothered by it. I kind of think it's a bit lovely that Kintsugi would be that hard. <laughs> yeah. Be- yeah. Because this is hard this is hard yeah. territory and i i actually feel a bit apologetic that historically people of faith have almost talked about this like it isn't hard right
1: um
2: you been so if you're going through it you well apparently it isn't hard for everybody else it's just hard for me um and i can't <clears throat> i can't see my way out of this and i'm I, i'm supposed to be able to pray this out and and or or believe better or what i don't know what's wrong with me i i think i think an, an acknowledgement this is hard um yeah. and we probably we probably just to be frank have have very little shot without a real jesus right um yeah. i think i think too i i just love the story of mark chapter two um jesus when he saw their faith he goes to a very internal issue that's going on and says your sins are forgiven to this paralyzed man right who's being lowered down through the roof to jesus when there's no other way there's no way there's no way way to get to any kind of help and you know I, i think this is a an awesome opportunity to really underscore um the power of community um to walk through difficult things together. Sometimes it's going to be your community, and it can be family. It can be others who even are the ones to identify. You know, I something's going on in you, right? Um, but also that that being carried to Jesus is sometimes mm-hmm. through counselors. Um, I think I think sometimes we've stigmatized uh, medication or mm-hmm. um, things that would place us in better balance and and it's weird because if this is this is a uh, sometimes it's disease or it's sometimes it's crisis of other sorts you know nobody's against taking medication or even vitamin supplements for all sorts of stuff i don't know why we would decide this would be the thing that you're not being faithful enough we could say the same thing about the flu couldn't we (laughs) Mm -hmm. be more faithful why are you um so I, I kind of like the admission and the metaphor that this is not easy, and we yeah. might even need some extreme expert help uh, to get something like this done.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. And I, I love too that it, it, it's you know, it's it's not easy, and and it actually celebrates the scars, um, you know, because you because you can see them, you can see the 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 brokenness in that. Uh, In can see where it was broken. And and that's a, that's a beautiful thing too. So, um, and look, I, you know, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about Jesus in Gethsemane, Um, you know, but when we talk about a a high priest who knows in Hebrews, it talks about that, that knows what we've been through, like, man, Jesus was there, he was in this, and if the Son of God um, you know, can, can have a struggle and to face this. And I can come to him with mine, um, and say, look, I don't, I don't have this all together. Um, and I need some help. Um, and what a beautiful thing to know that Jesus can say, I know, I know I've, I've been there, um, and I'm here with you now. And so I think that's, that's, that's what we get to talk about as we go through this journey. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really
0: good series. And um, so what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and record a podcast, like I said, before the sermon, as we're kind of workshopping and talking through the topics. Then we'll release the podcast the next week after you guys have heard the sermons and they'll all be out there for everyone to jump into. And uh, we just want to want to thank you for being a part of Crosswalk and what Crosswalk is doing. Um, God has been continuing to be really good through... um, through what he's set up here. And so um, I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for the opportunity to continue to grow and to learn from from both of you gentlemen, certainly. And we'll be hearing from our other pastors as well. We'll bring some on and that sort of thing as we continue to grow this network of churches. But um, thanks for being here. We're excited for what the future holds for Crosswalk and for you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sacred Echo podcast. This has been brought to you by Lovewell Creative in partnership with Crosswalk Church. If you would like to give for more digital content, please go to www.crosswalkvillage.com slash give and click on the online option under fund. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for supporting. And thank you so much for being part of what God is doing through Crosswalk Church and Lovewell Creative.